Our next speaker is um, one who has been a supportive observer of these programs probably from day one. You can correct me if I'm wrong, David, but, um, and that is uh, David Atwood, who's the Food Policy Advisor for the Food Security Bureau of USAID, um, Agency for International Development. David, could you share some reflections with us? Thank you. Uh, thank you to the evaluators for doing, doing a really clear, useful evaluation. I'm, I'm going to echo a lot of Paul's comments. We didn't coordinate on this, but I'm going to provide a little different perspective on some of the same points he made. Um, I'm, uh, I wasn't going to talk about this, but um, as an observer, I, I was in Bangladesh in the early to mid-90s during a time when the Bangladesh program initially was really struggling that created a very strong long-term research base, but had failed to figure out how to communicate the implications to either USAID or a not particularly interested ministry. And changes in personnel, both in the IFPRI program leadership and in the Ministry of Food, led to a situation where pulling on that very strong long-term research base the IFPRI program, country program was able to just answer the many questions and help the uh, Minister of Food and the new, the new Secretary of Food in particular bring about really dramatic and positive changes in Bangladesh's food system, which led to better incentives to adopt green revolution varieties and a whole bunch of things. But that was that case, to me personally, really illustrates some of the important findings of the evaluation. Um, I also just want to thank IFPRI for putting this on in a public way. This is really kind of your internal business, and you've welcomed the rest of us in to help you think about it. So thank you for, for doing that. Um, I'm going to talk about the same key points that Paul talked about. Uh, so my, my, uh, the evaluators pointed to this real, really important factor of building trust and credibility, and I certainly saw that in Bangladesh. I've seen it at much more of a distance. And, places like Ghana and Ethiopia, just as two, two examples. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about the short-term response and firefighting function. And Paul, I really take your point, because you have been there, both here but in Ethiopia and Bangladesh, trying to, trying to strike that balance. But one of the essential ways to build trust and credibility is to show the policymaker that you are helping solve his or her problems, and 90% of his or her problems are problems that demand a solution next week or tomorrow or at 5 a.m. today rather than a year from now. And so I think there are many examples of IFPRI country programs where, you, where you've had the long-term research and you were able to right away respond to those short-term needs using that long-term research base. So, so I, I view the firefighting and short-term response function, I guess, more favorably than the evaluators and than you do, Paul, um, in terms of it being really important to establish credibility. But I, I take the point about balance is essential because beyond a certain point, you can't get any more research done if you're spending all your time firefighting, although there may be staffing, appropriate staffing solutions to that if there's enough money for those staffing solutions. Um, I also noticed going through, as I was, as I was reading the evaluation, um, not the econometric study, but the evaluation that I think we're mainly talking about here today, 
the many, many success factors identified by the evaluators, most of those are also very relevant to the success of local policy research institutions. So they're important for IFPRI country programs. They're equally important for local policy research institutions. This takes me to my second point. Um, the, eva the evaluation was really informative and helpful in identifying ways in which country support programs have built local policy research capability. And I, and I know that's happened in a number of countries, um, both at institutional level and at and at, uh, especially at human, you know, person-to-person -person level. Um, it, in this regard, so, so I don't want to downplay IFPRI's impact on local capacity, but I, but I do see it, like the evaluators, as an area for improvement. And, and indulge me a little bit in a parenthesis about U.S. government programming, because it's not an advertisement. It's really to illustrate a, a couple of points here. Um, the Feed the Future, the U.S. government has something called the Feed the Future Innovation Lab for Food Security Policy. It, it's been our main food policy evidence instrument since 2013. And by a happy, it's not a coincidence, it's, but by, by a happy circumstance, it is implemented by Michigan State University, IFPRI, and the University of Pretoria. Um, a couple of reports have come out or are about to come out that are really helpful right now in what we're talking about here. The first one was our 2017 midterm evaluation, which uh, took a pretty similar methodology to the one the evaluators here did of country programs and came up with also quite comparable, consistent results. Um, one of those results was that despite, again, significant commitment and effort by the consortium, Michigan State IFPRI and University of Pretoria, most of the capacity uh, impact in our project was human capacity. Um, and through many of the mechanisms, not so much the modeling, but through many of the other mechanisms that the evaluators found for the country programs. Um, the other report, but again, focused largely on human, not institutional capacity. Uh, the other report is about to come out, and it's a synthesis of the lessons that we have learned in the Food Security Policy Innovation Lab since 2013 on capacity building for policy research and analysis. Um, one of the key numbers in that report that just I find very striking, and Tom Jane has used this recently in a, in a couple of forums, um, in 2004, there were 50 African members of the African Association of Agricultural Economics. Just a little over 10 years later, 2016, there were 400 African members of the American Association of Agricultural Economics. This doesn't speak to skill levels or anything else. It's like, in, but, but there, there's a huge increase in human capacity in Africa right now, which doesn't mean that like anywhere else, people don't need training, mentoring. We don't need a flow of younger people coming in, replacing mid-level people who are moving on to something else, not, not to downplay any of that. But it does mean that the situation and challenge has changed considerably. And a lot of the challenge now is where is the institutional environment? Where are the organizations for this major increase in trained, often pretty highly skilled people, where do they work? Right now, where they're working is for you and us, 
NGO communities, projects primarily. There, there's, not, there's not much of a place for them in a local institutional kind of research ecosystem. So I think the challenge for all of us, certainly for donors first and foremost, um, and, and I want to, Simon I think is next, but I want to thank the World Bank so much for re-engaging on this issue of policy capacity, policy evidence capacity, because I think already we're seeing World Bank and other engagement making, making a difference in the way people are thinking about this. But it's really first and foremost a challenge to us as donors, how do we, how do we program our, our money? How do we strike a balance between getting the best in the world and using the best in the world to mentor, bring up, and create more space for local research institutions? But I think the challenge is also there for organizations such as IFPRI. How do you maintain and expand your impact globally while figuring out how to work at country level in a way that enhances mentors and doesn't kind of displace what might be growth of a, of a more healthy long-term research community in country with an institutional base in country. So um, I think I will just uh, leave things. Well, let me, I'll say one more. Sorry, I'll say one more thing. I'm down, I'm down 39 seconds. So, so uh, we have just signed a new project agreement with Michigan State, IFPRI, the Institute for Statistical, Social, and Economic Research in Ghana, and the African Regional Network of Agricultural Policy Research Institutions. Um, and that consortium is trying to, trying to figure out how to meet this challenge, continue to bring the global best approach and people to uh, food security and agriculture policy research agendas, but doing it in a way where we figure out how, how to do it in ways that create more space for and build more institutional capacity to pull in all of this human capacity that's, that's growing in Africa. Thank you very much.